0: Hello. Thank you so much for joining us again on 8th House Studio. Spooky season's greetings to each and every one of you. Thanks to good old Mercury Retrograde. This is my third time filming because I've had some audio issues. (laughs) So here we are with the paranormal episode. I know it is a little bit late, but 8th House is paranormal. 365 every day of the year (laughs) doesn't matter what season it is am i right so before we go in i want to say that if you guys are interested in listening to the audio version of this it is going to be available on spotify apple podcast and soundcloud if you guys want to tune in to the visual video version then you can head on over to youtube and the channel name is the same eighth house studio where you can see my spectacular spectacles third eye sunglasses because i could not be bothered putting any makeup on this is my third time recording (laughs) so here we go what i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be reading some of your submissions of spooky scary paranormal stories the first submission is from jennifer jennifer thank you so much Scary stories. We don't have paranormal encounters from where we live as of today, but my grandma told my mother this story from where she lived. She told us she was walking home from a small town to her place where she was living. She stumbled upon a woman weeping that was sitting in a rock. She told her, are you okay? The lady responded with, no, I'm looking for someone. My grandma wanted to help her, but the lady told her she was fine when my grandma came home she told her encounters to her family realizing that the woman she described was never heard of her in her town or in any other towns my grandma realized she was in contact with a spirit could she have interacted with larona all right guys well i don't know who miss larona is but i'm gonna look her up oh oh my god Which is terrifying. Hold on a second here. We are looking up Miss LaRona on Wikipedia and it says The Weeping Woman or The Wailer is a ghost who roams waterfront areas mourning her drowned children. Well that kind of reminds me of the scariest movie I have ever seen. Which is called The Others. Have you seen that movie? Let me know in the comment section down below. Till this day. That is one of the scariest movies, along with Skeleton Key. Now Skeleton Key kind of reminds me of the movie Get Out, which is as equally as scary. But try watching those movies. Let me know what you think, because this kind of reminds me of the woman. In that movie. Alright, in a typical version of the legend, a beautiful woman named Maria marries a rich ranchero with whom she has two children. One day, Maria sees her husband with another woman. Uh Uh-uh, he was messing around. And in a fit of rage, she drowns their children in a river, which she immediately regrets. Unable to save them and consumed by guilt, she drowns herself as well, but is unable to enter the afterlife without her children. Well, she should have thought that before she done that. In another version of the story, her children are illegitimate and she drowns them so that their father won't take them away to be raised by his wife. Recurring themes and variations on the Lorona myth include white dresses, nocturnal wailing, and an association with water. Miss Lorona, I hope I never have to encounter you, but I do have a very similar type of story from where I am, and she is called Miss Kuchisake Onna. And let me pull her up on Wikipedia. Let me tell you, oh my gosh, I'm gonna include some pictures here. <laughs> so I have had one encounter with Miss Kuchisake Onna, and I never want to have to see her again. So I'm gonna to read to you who she is, but she is a urban legend from where I'm from. Where I'm from, you have to go to and from school, you have to commute to and from school, by yourself from first grade, without parents picking you up and dropping you off. It's of course a safer place than where I'm currently living in, which is Los Angeles. So in Tokyo, if ever you go to Japan, you'll see young, small children just go to school by themselves and go home by themselves with their big ass randocero, which is their version of a backpack (laughs) which is really square and stiff and it's like a pain in the back. I don't know why they make those kids wear that. When I was in first grade and I was walking home from school, where I'm from, the streets are really, really tiny. So in order for the cars not to collide into each other or for the cars to see the pedestrians clearly, there are these mirrors in the corner. Uh, So that if you wanted to make a turn you would have to look at the mirror and make sure that nobody is coming person or vehicle, right? So there's a lot of those more often than not there will be another person walking on the street because it's the city But sometimes because it I lived in a residential area sometimes there will be nobody else walking on the street I was walking and I saw a reflection on one of those mirrors of a woman with really long dark hair. (laughs) And I took another glance and she was gone. When I turned the corner, she was there again, but on the opposite side of the street. And again, because it's a very small road or street, across the street is not that far. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's like right there. It's like one car's worth, so it's right there. That was really scary. She had really long hair. I refused to look at her face. She didn't ask me the question that she normally asks people, so let me tell you about Miss Kuchisake A slit-mouthed woman is a malevolent figure in Japanese urban legends and folklore. Described as the malicious spirit or ondo of a woman, she partially covers her face i'm already terrified reading this (laughs) she partially covers her face with a mask or other items and carries some sort of a sharp object now everyone i don't know where you guys are living and what the restrictions are but still to this day for us we must wear a mask everywhere we go so kuchisake onna is often seen with a mask over her face you guys might be in contact with Miss Kuchisake Onna without realizing. She has been described as a contemporary yokai. You guys are demons and spirits and ghosts. According to popular legend, she asks potential victims if they think she is attractive. If they respond with no, she will kill them with her weapon. If they say yes, she will reveal that the corners of her mouth are slit from ear to ear and she will then repeat her question. If the individual responds with no, she will kill them with her weapon. And if they say yes, she will cut the corners of their mouth in such a way that resembles her own disfigurement. Methods that can be used to survive an encounter with Kuchisake Onna include answering her questions by describing her appearance as average, or by distracting her with money or hard candies. (laughs) What? Did I read that correctly? Hard candies, you guys. (laughs) Okay, well, carry around hard candies everywhere you go, if you're ever you are in Japan. I've known a lot of people who have had encounters with kuchisake onna now thank god she didn't ask me a question but now i know if i ever run into her again to tell her that she is eh, average you're a solid five woman you are a solid five (laughs) but i believe in my core that that fateful day in the first grade coming home from school that it was her that I ran into because I never saw her again. She looked really sad and depressed and she really scared me. So, do you guys have any stories with Larona? I hope I'm saying it correctly. I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know. But next story is by Zofia. Hey! I know this probably doesn't qualify as a paranormal story, but it was an unexplainable experience that shook me up quite a bit at that time, and to this day baffles me. So I'm Hungarian, but for the last 12 years, I've lived in Ireland with my parents. The whole rest of my family live in Hungary, so we try to fly over there once or twice a year. So that particular time we flew over for Christmas, well the first night was not the best to say the least. I had the most realistic dream I've ever had in my life. And unfortunately it was that my grandmother, who keep in mind is my rock and we have the most amazing soul connection, got rushed into our hometown's nearby hospital as she was hanging between life and death. The dream was so extremely realistic and it felt like it lasted weeks. Well, just as we were saying goodbye to each other in the dream, I woke up in a pool of sweat, crying like a baby and hardly being able to breathe. I told my mom about it later that day and it left us both with a bad taste in our mouth. Fast forward to about a week later and my grandmother starts to become unwell. As she always does, she brushed it off and pretends like nothing is wrong, so she doesn't worry us. A Few days later, we go on our annual hotel break on the other side of the country. Well, unfortunately, two days in, my grandmother becomes horribly unwell, unable to walk and in immense pain. She's rushed to the hospital in an ambulance. When I tell you my heart sank to the ground, I got chills up and down my body. She had a major blood clot, which could have proven fatal at one wrong move but still I was being hopeful because in my dream my grandmother was in our local hospital. So at least not everything was a coming true right? Well a few days later she gets transferred to our local hospital. At that point I was speechless. I'd hardly slept since she was brought into the hospital and my anxiety was through the roof. House felt so incredibly empty and quiet and unlivable without her there. It was unnerving and the worst part was that in a few days, we had plane tickets to fly back to Ireland. That goodbye while my grandmother was in the hospital was the most excruciating moment of my life. Not knowing whether I would ever see her again was a feeling I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. So we did end up flying back, but thankfully my grandmother made an amazing recovery within seven months. No matter the countless challenges she had to face through it. Because of COVID, I haven't seen her for a year. And the realization that life really is so fragile and short is making it very hard to cope with. That was the first time I have ever had a dream come true in real life. And it definitely left me with a lot of anxiety when it comes to dreams now. Thank you so much for this story and i'm so happy to hear that your grandmother is doing well certainly COVID has been a very tough time for many of us being separated from the people that we love and after all no matter how much of an introvert somebody is we need human contact with that being said i can't imagine how horrifying that was i think that you and your grandmother have a such a special psychic bond as well. My grandmother passed away a while ago but she was my best friend. She was like a mother to me as well. She raised me. She used to visit me a lot uh, after she passed away and I would smell her scent everywhere I went and I would smell her when I was going through the toughest time of my life. And now that I am happy, (laughs) way happier than I was before, she visits me, but you know, there's more time in between. I think she was checking in on me, making sure that I was safe and healthy through the tough time that I was going through. And I think that you guys share such a special bond. And I would say to not doubt yourself whenever you have those visions. Sometimes things come to us like that so that we are reminded how precious life is and, you know, to reach out to the people that matter the most to us and to take care of them while they are still here. So I know it's terrifying when you have dreams like that because it makes you feel like, is it true? It could be a warning for you to contact people who you love. It could be some anxieties that you are going through, manifesting itself in a horrific dream. But overall, you know, I have had many experiences, especially lately where I'm waking up every morning with like nightmares. (laughs) And I think it's just, you know, asking us to analyze what it's trying to tell us as well as to remind us of things that are important. The things that we need to check back in with ourselves with. So, thank you so much for this story. The next story is by Ray Ann Paranormal Story. Hi, super excited to share this story. It's one I always tell due to the details being so vivid in my mind, no matter how much time has passed. I was around seven or eight years old watching cartoons on as my parents and younger brother were getting ready to go grocery shopping, leaving my older brother and I home alone. Before leaving, my mom reminded me of the cash on the nearest table to the front door that was to go to a bill collector. This was when electricity bills were personally collected Seems like a thing of an ancient past now with online payments. Haha. Ha. <laughs> At least thirty minutes out later, I get up from my seat, turn to my right to enter through the kitchen archway to grab a can of soda, and I see a dark figured man filling the back porch door window, nor more than three feet away. Uh. I take in what I'm seeing. The backyard door leading into the porch is open, exposing the screen door and light is spilling through. Yet the side portrait tall man is covered in darkness. My gosh. He's wearing a collared trench coat and top hat. Think Abraham Lincoln style. Dread fills my body as I take in the sight. I ditched a soda and living room altogether and run straight for my older brother's room, who's talking with a friend on the phone. I hurriedly tell him someone is in the backyard as I enter the middle of the room, terrified. My brother gives an annoyed response that it's probably the bill collector and I should give them the money on the table. My heart is racing and I desperately want him to go investigate. So I mention how no bill collector would enter the backyard, which seems to work. My brother gets up and tells his friend on the phone that his sister thinks she saw someone inside her house. Stay on the line. I watch as he exits, leaving me to hang on to every second that passes, waiting to hear a noise. I hear nothing. I somehow manage the courage to slowly exit the room, ears wide open, back into the hallway when I've met my brother who tells me he saw no one. While living in the house... I've had my fair share of paranormal experiences, to the point that I'd ignore some of it, yet I know exactly what I saw. As I slowly walk back to the scene and notice the porch is now dimly lit, meaning my brother investigated thoroughly and closed the door, no sign of any other person. I try to ignore what just happened, yet my senses are still shook. I sit back on the couch, grateful that a wall divides my peripheral vision in the back door. Never did I see that figure again. As I got older and continued to tell anybody who would listen to this story, I started to do research. My entire neighborhood was half a mile from the city's fairgrounds, which was once an internment camp during World War I. It held at least 20,000 Japanese Americans and later turned into a military facility. I also came across a phenomenon where a collective of people reported seeing the hat man as children. I had to stop researching due to the growing anxiety I got from what I discovered. Thank you for your time, love. Thank you for all you do in this growing community. Excited for all the future content you give to the world. Thank you, Ray Ray. It's interesting. What I think is that whenever tragic moments happen like that, especially in this case, Japanese-American internment camp, that holds a lot of grief and sadness and frustration, loss, and all that kind of energy imprints itself on the location where it happened. I have my boyfriend right here who has been to Gettysburg, right? Yes. And Gettysburg is the battleground of the Civil War. And many people report seeing soldiers just marching in place. What else is it?
1: Just eerily quiet at some point
0: places eerily quiet in some places there's also videos of like apparitions there of just soldiers marching in general i think whenever something like that happens where there's a lot of loss and sadness it almost imprints in the place where it happened and i think that you know maybe that's what you are experiencing so do you haven't had any experiences at gettysburg uh
1: no, no not personally really one that i could think of on the top of my head it's going to be short and sweet but I remember I was at a hospital. I was already old, like maybe 21, 22. One of my relatives was passing. It was past visiting hours but I think they let us in because a relative was about to pass. I said my goodbyes and I was walking out and I just remember it's this long hallway. It was a long hallway, white walls, just to the exit and as I got closer to the exit, automatic doors were closed but you could see a reflection behind me it was just a black you know no facial features or it was just a black entity or apparition just a black figure uh you could tell it's in the shape of a you know human but
0: you tell if it was a man or a woman
1: no no there was like no features to it at all but as i got closer of course the door opened i just bolted out of there
0: (gasps) Oh my gosh, that's and terrifying. I, mean, I know it
1: wasn't a dream or, you know, I don't see anything. Right, you know, anything. you were
0: imagining it. Yeah, so. Do you have any urban legend stories that you want to share from your culture or childhood?
1: Only one I could really recall is my parents are from the Philippines. So there's this urban legend called the Mananango, which is like, a, if I remember correctly, a, a witch or a, a demon that at night, the upper half of its torso would separate from its legs and it would have the the upper half would have wings it would go around eating pregnant women's fetuses i remember i went to the philippines as a kid and one well, my cousins would tell me the torso would separate from the legs the torso would be flying and on top of it there'd be like a bat so if you see a bat you know i don't know i don't know if my cousins were just scaring me but if you see a bat flying at night right underneath it there should be like a torso somewhere around oh there oh my gosh and yeah, that, I mean, that's all I could recall, really.
0: Did you ever see her?
1: No, no, I didn't see her,
0: of course. Do I mean, you know anybody who saw her? I personally don't know anybody. All right, so that concludes our paranormal episode. If you guys have any stories you'd like to share with us, please write us in at 8 at gmail.com because it doesn't have to be Halloween to be talking about scary stories. It all lives in the 8th house. See you next time.